0: Coming up this evening on NTD Business, the Supreme Court responding to the unprecedented leak of a draft ruling about Roe v. Wade. The Chief Justice calling it a betrayal of confidence, says they'll investigate. College grads in for a shock. New report shows the average starting salary is half of what they expect. Chinese state-run media unhappy about a prop in the latest Marvel superhero movie. Why? That and much more coming up on NTD Business. Great to have you with us. Paul Graney here, live from New York City. The Supreme Court today responded to the leak of a document about the landmark abortion law Roe v. Wade. They say the draft ruling is real, but it does not represent a final decision by the court. The document dated February suggests Roe v. Wade would be overturned. That doesn't mean abortion would be illegal in the United States. Instead, it'll be up to each state to decide. In a statement, Chief Justice Roberts called the leak, quote, a betrayal of confidences in the institution was intended to undermine the integrity of the court. He says the leak won't affect the court in any way, though. On Tuesday, President Biden, as well as Democrats, did not address the apparent breach of the Supreme Court's protocols. Instead, they focused on mobilizing support for pro-abortion officials in the upcoming election, Senate Majority Leader Chuck
1: Schumer. The elections this November will have consequences because the rights of 100 million women are now on the ballot. To To help fight this court's awful decision, I urge every American
0: to make their voices heard this week and this year. Republicans, meanwhile, say the leak was trying to force the Supreme Court to change course, called for an investigation into the leak, and said the leaker should face punishment, even prosecution. Here's Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. This lawless action should be investigated
2: and punished to the fullest extent possible. The fullest extent possible. I'm certain the chief justice will seek to get to the bottom of this.
0: The Supreme Court is slated to issue a ruling about abortion later this year. It was to do this anyway. It was about a Mississippi law that bans most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. State's attorney general had urged the justices to use the case to overturn Roe v. Wade. We'll keep you updated. One of the largest U.S. employers, Amazon, is willing to pick up the travel bill for its 1 million-plus American workers who will have to travel for medical operations. Amazon says it's willing to pay up to $4,000 in medical travel expenses each year to both its corporate and warehouse workers. The new benefit will only apply to the operation, is not available within a 100-mile radius of the worker's home, and a virtual care is not possible. An oil giant BP can breathe a sigh of relief. Just a few hours ago, a British a spokesperson for British Prime Minister Boris Johnson said the government won't impose a windfall tax on the company. BP's profits more than doubled last quarter despite a massive loss in leaving Russia. Andrew Fredrickson has more.
1: It seems BP won't be hit by a windfall tax after all. A spokesperson for Boris Johnson said Tuesday, a windfall tax could put off billions worth of opportunities awaiting investment in the North Sea and put at risk jobs in the industry. This came after BP recorded quarterly earnings of $6.2 billion, the highest since 2008. This happened despite a massive loss after leaving Russia. BP credits, exceptional oil trading and a stronger refining result. The head of the UK's Labour Party, Keir Starmer, says, reinforce the case that we've been making, which is that with so many people struggling to pay their energy bills, we should have a windfall tax on oil and gas companies in the North Sea. Large profits and high energy prices are prompting many to call for a windfall tax, a one-time tax on companies that made exceptionally large profits.
2: It is completely insane.
1: Daniel Lacaye is the author of The Energy World is Flat. Lacaye says this would disincentivize BP from transforming its business model.
2: The company is investing massively from uh, its activities to put money into renewables. So what BP is actually doing is a lot better for the environment and a lot better for the transition of the energy model globally. Then what governments would do.
1: Lekaye says BP's return on average cost of capital is not very high either, because energy prices were low for a very long time.
2: It's only 15 months ago that we announced our biggest loss in history uh, because of low oil prices. So we're here today with high oil prices.
1: BP CEO Bernard Looney told CNBC that BP is doing three things with those profits. Rewarding shareholders, which includes pensioners, investing in more production, including renewables, and paying more in taxes. Colin Fredrickson, NTD News. A new electric vehicle battery business is helping car makers reduce
0: their reliance on China. Scylla Nanotechnologies was founded by a former Tesla engineer. It's announced plans for a new plant in Washington state where it will make silicon-based anode materials. That's an alternative to graphite, which 70% of which comes from China. Not only that, silicon-based materials can store 20% more energy than graphite can. As more cars are produced, Scylla wants to help car makers reduce their reliance on China. Back in 2020, Elon Musk said Tesla will use silicon-based anodes in its batteries. Well, we don't know for sure if that happened. And Apple is accusing a rival tech startup of poaching engineers to steal chip technology. It's suing Revos in California federal court. Revos has allegedly hired over 40 former Apple employees in the past year alone. Apple accuses at least two former employees of taking large amounts of confidential information with them to Revos. Now, Apple wants the court to block this startup from using Apple's trade secrets, order its former employees to return its property, and award it compensation in cash. And on Wall Street today, stocks ended slightly higher after a choppy session. The Dow rose 67 points, two tenths of a percent. S&P 500 rose 20 points, half a percent, and the Nasdaq gained 28 points, two tenths of a percent today. Despite GDP falling last quarter, there have never been more job openings. If you follow the Labor Department data at least. and a record, 4.5 million workers quit their jobs in March. We saw plenty of new quits in the business services sector as well as construction. Zip Recruiter's chief economist says as employers asked workers to come back to the office, more people quit. She says people just really want to work from home. Total number of job openings hit 11.5 million. That's the highest level since the data series began December 2000. That means there were nearly two job openings for every worker looking for work in March. Retail and manufacturing job postings rose while government jobs and positions in transportation, warehousing and utilities went down. And Joseph Trevisani is the senior analyst at FX Street, asked if he, like many others, is predicting a recession this year.
2: The major risk, shall we say, I think is in consumer spending. It has not fallen dramatically. It's come off a bit. The problem there, of course, is inflation. And in, I'm not able to believe that going through the rest of the year, if you have inflation where the consumer's purchasing power is contracting to 2.5% two on the year per month, that this is not going to have an impact on consumer spending. If consumer spending starts to decrease, if consumer spending becomes negative, then the the deck of the house of cards, but it's not quite, of the economy starts to fall apart, because you will then get losses in in business spending, you will get investment losses waiting for the consumer to come back. So that is the crucial point, as it usually is in the United States economy, which is about 70 percent fueled by consumers.
0: But usually when this happens, we have you know loose monetary policy, start stimulating the economy again. But we can't do that with the inflation we're and seeing. And that,
2: of again. course, that, of course, is the other big risk. And it's a risk which we're going to start dealing with tomorrow, because the Fed is going to raise rates by half a point. If you look at the CME projections from the Treasury futures market, you have uh, the Fed funds rate at 3% or more by the end of the year. Now. With an economy that is growing apparently about 1%, let's be optimistic, 1, 1.5%, if you raise rates 25 or 3% in one year, and the market-based rates based on the 10-year and mortgage rates are going to be considerably higher, is that what kind of effect is that going to have on the economy? It would seem that this adds to the risk, not seen, this does add to the risk for the U.S. economy and the recession risk. So the Fed is pitching right into a recession with its anti-inflation policy.
0: 3.5% Fed's fund rate would be significant. What would that mean for just a regular American family?
2: Well, I mean, it depends on what you're doing. I mean, certainly um, credit card charges will go up, mortgage rates have already gone up, and there's been the, the mortgage market and the, the new homes market has originally come off quite, quite hard. So it's a real issue for everyone who has to deal with interest rates. But guess what? That's everybody. That's businesses, that's consumers. So we will have an impact across the economy. It is may, it is the standard, going back two, three generations, way for the Fed to deal with inflation. But as you noted, it is usually occurs when the economy is overheated. The economy is not overheated and the job market although it appears to be overheated actually is not
0: how long before we start seeing this show up in government finances and possibly talk of increasing taxes to to make up the shortfall
2: that would be another another negative aspect for the economy going forward i mean we're in an election year so i don't think you're going to see any tax increases Um, are you going to see a rise in in the government's financing costs Of course. I mean, how could it be otherwise? You already have the Treasury um, yields much higher than they were in the beginning of the year. So new bills come out at the higher rates, not the previous rates. But in this case, all that's going to happen is the Fed is going to sell more debt to finance the old debt.
0: Can it do it even in this inflationary environment?
2: It can. The U.S. has the most enormous advantage, financial advantage for a nation in the world, in that it it both has the reserve currency and is seen as the safest investment in times of trouble regardless of everything else. So no, I don't think the U.S. will have any trouble selling its extra debt.
0: Joseph Trevasani, FX Street, appreciate it.
2: Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: In a matter of weeks, some college grads will be on their way to their first job in the real world. But will the salaries be what they expect? And Phil Zo
3: as the story. How important is salary to a student straight out of college? It's an important factor that everyone should think about. <laughs> The average starting salary has risen to over $50,000, a whopping 8% increase in the past five years alone.
4: It's very important to look at how many people got jobs after they graduated from a certain school.
3: College student Victor tells me even though demand is high, students still have to work hard to score that dream job.
0: All about the experience that you have. Um, If you have internships, if you already have jobs, then it might be
3: easier for you to get a more high-paying, entry-level job. But one report says some students are expecting a six-digit salary when they graduate, which is nearly double the average starting salary. I'm
2: seeing salary increases of 20, 30 percent to what they were a year ago in different roles.
3: Jonathan Clues is the CEO of Student Bridge, a firm that connects students to nearly 300 universities.
2: You need to look at the lifetime value versus just your out of college value. Because out of college, you don't have any experience and people want to pay for experience as well.
3: Josephine Hadjilukas is studying marketing in college now. She's aiming high for a six-digit salary but understands it's going to take years of hard work to get there even after she graduates.
4: I think it's because of social media. I think that, that you see very successful people that have achieved that and you forget that there's so many years and so many failures that you have to get to that point.
2: There's a shortage of outstanding workers, so it's a great time to be graduating from college.
3: James Lewis is president of the National Society of High School Scholars, or NSHSS. He says there are many things besides salary that students look for.
2: You know, they've been going through an educational system that has been online. They haven't had an opportunity to connect with their students and the faculty. So when they're thinking about a first-time position, they're looking for companies that will offer that in-person Educational training experience.
3: Lewis says there's also medical benefits of flexible work schedule and paid time off to consider.
2: First I'd like to congratulate all the students that you know are transitioning from higher ed into the real world. And I want to wish them all the very, very best.
3: Phil zo NTD News, New York.
0: Godspeed. And Alibaba's shares fell as much as nine percent today. It was after Chinese authorities took action against someone with the last name Ma. Investors panicked thinking it could be Alibaba co-founder Jack Ma. But turns out it wasn't him. After Chinese state media clarified it was someone else Ma, Alibaba's shares went back up. Alibaba and other Chinese internet stocks have been under immense pressure the last couple years amid Beijing's unprecedented regulatory crackdown on the tech sector. And the latest Marvel superhero movie, Doctor Strange 2, is premiering in the U.S. this weekend. But those wanting to watch it in China could be out of luck. The movie is unlikely to get a release there. The Don Ma has the story.
5: A Chinese Communist Party-owned media is outraged about the new Doctor Strange movie. It's not helping the odds of the movie getting a China release. What is it mad about? It's this scene here. This is the newspaper box of the Chinese-language edition of the Epoch Times. The Epoch Times is also NTD's sister media. It's known for its coverage of current affairs in China, including the Chinese Communist Party's human rights violations, Beijing's propaganda and influence operations abroad. But did Marvel Studios put the newspaper box in the movie on purpose? Movie producer Chris Fenton says it's unlikely that this was purely accidental
0: shows that they know every frame of
2: that movie, what's in there, and the continuity experts, the script supervisors, and everybody in post knows exactly what props are used. So the
0: idea that the 200 to 300 people on set that day, and the 200 to 300 people in post-production over the course of post-production did not notice the Epic Times vending stand in there, it seems very far-fetched.
5: When Chinese state-owned media The Global Times saw The Epoch Times box, it was less than happy about it. It published an article over the weekend smearing The Epoch Times and calling the inclusion of the newspaper in the movie shameful. The Global Times article was published on May 1st and on May 2nd. The Epoch Times found 44 of its Chinese-language boxes vandalized with graffiti in New York. The deputy editor-in-chief of the Chinese-language Epoch Times says the Chinese Communist Party is involved in the vandalism.
1: The Epoch Times newspaper box appeared in a blockbuster movie. The CCP didn't feel good about this, so they sent people to graffiti our newspaper boxes. This is what they always do. This has happened many times. Every time we report on a major incident about the CCP, they vandalize our newspaper boxes.
5: Dr. Strange has been submitted to the Chinese authorities for review, but chances of approval are now looking slim.
1: Well, I think the idea of this
0: movie getting into China is probably now not existent
5: It's unknown if Marvel Studios will keep the Epoch Times newspaper box in the movie. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is hitting theaters this Friday and is expected to open up to $200 million at the box office. Don Ma, NTD News. See you there. Still to come this evening. Stay with us bird
0: flu outbreaks causing concerns in the United States, but one egg farmer in California says he's more worried about something else. One of the most significant artworks in American history is up for grabs. Christie's will auction it off soon, we take a sneak peek. That and more coming up on NTD Business. Welcome back. An outbreak of bird flu is spreading in Pennsylvania, now impact a seventh commercial farm. Officials say it happened that a duck farm in Lancaster County over the weekend affected more than 19,000 ducks. The Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture says it brings the total number of birds that have died in the state to more than 3.8 million. They're warning both commercial poultry farms and residents with backyard chickens to be on high alert Officials say chickens aren't the only concern, though. Geese, turkeys, guinea fowl, quail, pheasants, emus, and ostriches are also among the most susceptible to the virus. The virus poses a low risk to humans, but is almost always deadly among birds. It also spreads very rapidly. Euthanizing the birds is reportedly the safest and most humane way to keep the virus from spreading. U.S. Department of Agriculture confirmed that 265 flocks in 32 states have been struck with the avian flu, affecting a total of nearly 37 million birds nationwide. One California egg farmer fears bird flu may wipe out his entire flock of nearly 25,000 chickens. However, it's inflation that really keeps them up at night. Lisa Bernhardt reports.
4: Bird flu and inflation have Frank Hilliker worried about the future of his farm. The fourth generation egg farmer says an outbreak of the deadly bird flu virus at his lakeside California farm could wipe out his entire flock of nearly 25,000 chickens.
6: If I get the bird flu, it has an 80 to 90% mortality rate. So pretty much if we were to get it, we would have to depopulate all the birds.
4: In the worst outbreak since 2015, Bird flu has wiped out more than 19 million egg-laying chickens on commercial U.S. farms this year, eliminating about 6% of the country's flock, according to Reuters' calculations of federal and state government data. And yet, Hilliker says the threat of bird flu is not his chief worry.
6: Inflation is. Bird flu and the health of the birds don't keep me up at night, because I know we do a good job. And if the bird flu happens, there's really not much you can do. It is what it is. You just got to accept it and move on. But what keeps me up at night is the inflation. All my costs, all my raising costs.
4: At Hilliker's ranch, the cost of everything is up. Way up.
6: My feed is up over 100%. So I'm paying over double for what I was paying for a couple of years ago. Fuel's up 40%. Packaging is up, depending on the packaging, 25%. Labor, 10 to 15%.
4: Those soaring costs have in turn hiked up the price of eggs. At the store on his farm, Hilliker says customers buy eggs at full retail price, but at grocery stores, consumers are being more cautious.
6: Egg consumption has slowed down. Some of our biggest stores that would take two, three pallets of eggs a week, you figure there's 900 dozen on a pallet, are down to like just taking one pallet a week because they've gotten so high.
4: So far, production hasn't slowed on the farm, with his chickens laying an average of 20,000 eggs per day. Assuming the birds stay healthy, it will be the farm's humans who will feel the heat, as Hilliker says that cutting back on labor will be his first move in fighting rising costs.
0: Are you ready for the summer? Your bank account better be. The cost of summer camp is expected to skyrocket this year. Experts say you can expect to pay 15% more to get your kids out of your hair. A lot of that is because of inflation and things like on-premise COVID safety protocols. But it's also due to good old-fashioned supply and demand. More families than ever are looking to send their kids off to get the interactions they missed out on when many camps closed down. But 26 million kids expected to enroll in summer camps this summer. And so the cost of nearly everything continues to rise. We get it. When it comes to personal tech, you may be overspending and draining your budget. Experts say now is the time to check how much you're spending on your favorite gadgets, phone bills, to add to your app subscriptions. Here's some tips on how you can trim your budget.
4: Inflation is at a 40-year high, and with the price of nearly everything going up, your personal tech budget could be taking a hit. The amount of money that we're spending on tech is getting bigger every single year. And it makes sense, right? We're working remote. We're doing things kind of on the go. Personal finance coach, Julie Almanteveras, has these five tips to cut down on the tech expenses. Number one, ask for loyalty discounts. She says call your phone service provider every six months to see if you can get a better deal. Number two, limit the number of devices you own and those pricey upgrades. Don't feel pressured to buy the latest and greatest because oftentimes they're layered with things that you probably don't even need. Number three, trim your wireless bills. The plans served up by the big carriers aren't always the cheapest, so explore other companies with budget phone plans. The difference between the plans can be very big. A prepaid plan versus a normal plan that can be in the hundreds of dollars. Number four, cut down on the streaming or rotate plans. You may not need them all together at once. And finally, number five, cancel those online subscriptions. From apps to online tools and services, look at what you can cancel now. Kind of keep a streamline, limited, and save a lot of money along the way.
0: And one of the most significant artworks in American history is coming up for auction. Christie's thinks it's going to sell for up to $20 million. And today's Evelyn Lee got a sneak peek before the auction.
7: Renoir, Monet or Picasso, these are just a fraction of the artworks that will be auctioned off here soon. But we're here for one very specific painting that you will recognize right away. One painting at Christie's is making headlines. The That's right, Emmanuel Lloyd's Washington Crossing the Delaware is coming up for auction at Christie's. This painting depicts a key moment in the American Revolutionary War. Paige Kestenman, an American art specialist at Christie's, says at this point in the Revolutionary War, the Americans were behind in the battle. But that changed when George Washington led his troops across the Delaware River. In the 1970s, this painting was sold for $260,000. At that time, it was a record for any American painting today, it's easily worth 60 times that. How did you get to this current estimate of 15 to 20 million dollars? This work since then has hung
3: in the White House for several decades and has only become more iconic as additional 20th century artists have reinterpreted the image over and over again.
7: She says this is possibly the most important work of pre-war American art to ever come to the market. A much larger example is currently the centerpiece of the American wing in the Metropolitan Museum of Art.
3: This work that we have here was meant to spread the image that was painted by Loitze worldwide through the engraving. That was the purpose of creating this painting. So it was really meant to exactly mimic what was in the large-scale version.
7: Kestenman says that Loitze was the first to depict Washington as a man of action.
3: He has binoculars in one hand and he has a sword on his hip, so he is ready to both lead his men
7: and be an active soldier. Besides this painting, artworks by Van Gogh, Pollock and Monet will also be up for auction at Christie's 20th Century Evening Sale. Evelyn Lee, NTD News.
0: That's the latest in the NTD business team and myself, Paul Graney. Can still catch into the evening news with Stephanie Cox at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. They'll have in-depth coverage of the Supreme Court leak. Follow me on Twitter, too, if you're there. For the new business, that's all for today. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.